This is a CBC podcast. As in the days of old, the sea is the highway to Victoria. Her gateway is her picturesque harbor. Today, one steps ashore from palatial coastal liners to be greeted by an atmosphere which is distinctly restful. That is from a 1936 film about Victoria made by the federal government. Today, some people still come to our restful island by palatial coastal liners, but most of us... Just take the ferry. Hi there, I'm Catherine Marlowe, and this is Vancouver Island. I mean, that is where I am right now, but This Is Vancouver Island is also the name of our brand new podcast from CBC Victoria. Each week, we will bring you the story of someone or something that is rooted right here in our region, or we'll sound out the things that are essential and occasionally infuriating about life here. We live in a weird and wonderful place that is distinct from the mainland, and we are going to explore that, starting with the ferries, because what is more island than taking the ferries? We love them, we hate them, and most of all, we cannot live without them. Right, Rohit? That's right. Uh, Oh my gosh, I love in that clip how they described them as palatial. Were they ever palatial? What happened to the palatial part? I think the clip is referring to cruise ships as opposed to ferries. Ah. This is like pre-ferry time, so maybe they were palatial. Mm. Although if... I don't know. I should bring in, I should mention that Rohit Joseph is who's talking with me here. He works with me here at CBC Victoria. And like every once in a while you get a perspective of those coastal cruises, cruise liners, the C-Class, the most recent. They are big. I mean, maybe palatial in terms of like <laughs> glamour level is inaccurate. Yeah. But in terms of size, pretty they, accurate. They are pretty big. I mean, as somebody who's taken the ferries a lot in recent years, especially moving to Victoria, you know, I, I I still am in awe that we have something even like this. It, it, it sometimes it is a bit of a shock to the system that oh yeah I can just like pay a little bit of money and walk on what's essentially like uh, the, the people's yacht. You know the <laughs> it, I I don't go on cruises, but this is my way of getting that little cruise like experience yeah. whenever I need to get to the mainland. And you know if you're having a rough day, you can just say, "Listen, buddy, you are on a yacht, <laughs> the people's yacht, the people's yacht, but a yacht nonetheless." I guess so. You know, I'll take what I can get in in this economy. And, you know, I think that comes down to a lot of what we hear about fairies. There's an element of taking what you get. And we've been talking to a couple of people who are regular ferry users, like anyone on the island, really. Jordan Royer is one of them. He lives in Victoria. And his answer to the question, what is one thing that you would change about the ferries? Well, Rohit, that really gets at that love-hate relationship that we have. If there's one thing I could change about the ferry, it would be that when you show up, you pay your ticket. If you haven't made a reservation, you pay your ticket. And then it's this total lottery about whether you're going to make it on or not. And you have to sit in your car, moving it up every like car length, every time a new one gets called on, hoping that it's going to make that you'll be able to make it. When they've done this trip so many times, they know exactly, they have a very good idea of how many cars they can fit in and they won't tell anybody. But then there's also something really great about how poorly that's run. I remember very specifically one time we were in that scenario. It was a Friday afternoon. We were trying to get to Whistler before 7 p.m. And we were that last car on the ferry, basically hanging off the back. 
and we've I've never cheered so loud. So I don't know if the ferry would be like as great as cultural of an experience as it, as it is without that kind of lottery feel of not making a reservation and just going for it. <laughs> I love that what he he starts by saying he hates it and then he's like but it's the thing I don't want to change. It's almost like Stockholm syndrome. He's talked himself <laughs> into loving the Hunger Games experience right. of going on a ferry without a reservation, which by the way, I don't know if most people do that anymore because God, I wouldn't dare. I would never dare. I mean, props to him. Props yeah. to him for living so dangerously. <laughs> <laughs> that is like the, the so ultimate boldly. of danger living on the island, <laughs> not making a reservation. The other thing I loved about hearing from Jordan is that he used to travel back and forth a lot. He was in a long distance relationship at the time he was in Vancouver. Mm. His partner was here in Victoria. And he just once again loved and hated this frequent experience. I, I hate how much time it takes. I hate how disorganized you feel the entire time. But I absolutely like love the whole feeling of being on the ferry. There's these massive lines for this incredibly mediocre food, borderline bad food in most cases. And uh, but you have to get it. <laughs> oh my gosh, the ferry food. Okay, so I. I'm also with Jordan on that. I, I, in terms of like just being always surprised at yeah. how many people will line up for, let's be real, mediocre yeah. food. But you know, I do have a weakness, Catherine. And it is. It is the fairy ice cream. Jordan said that too. It's he the swirl ice cream the they got. I've it's never so had it. good. It's so good. Once I discovered that, I was like, Okay, they got me. They got me on that thing. And you don't even have to line up for it because that is a self-serve, soft-serve, self-serve, soft-serve. So you get to skip the line. And if you don't mind, you know, not having any other nutrition except for ice cream, it's nutrition awesome. Nutrition in giant quotation marks. In, in big quotation marks. There is something delicious about sneaking past the people who are lining up for like yeah. the sort of hot counter and just being like, oh, I'm just going to slide right through here. But, you know, not everyone agrees with this whole mediocre food thing. You, you and Jordan, maybe. But I talked to Heather Hutchison. She's a musician and an author in Nanaimo. I asked her what she loved most about the ferry. Not what she loved most about the food. What she loved most about the ferry, period. This is what she had to say. Okay, it sounds ridiculous, but the salsa they serve with the breakfast sandwiches, I've tried to replicate it. I don't know what they put in it, but it's amazing. <laughs> and it, Does it taste like good salsa or is it just an interesting taste? No, it's so good. I don't know what it is about it, but like, so it's early in the morning, you get up, you're like half awake and you get on the ferry and you're like, oh, I have to sit here for two hours. And it just makes that two hours <laughs> just a little bit better. Okay. I'm wondering if, again, Heather might be having a sort of Stockholm. psychological, maybe, maybe not stock, Stockholm syndrome might be a bit much, but you know, she she described there how all right, I'm just waiting, I'm in the morning, and, and then it just it hits different yes. when you're, you know, deprived of <laughs> food <Good> for a <laughs> while, you've been waiting a while, so then that salsa in the morning, whatever they put in, in that triple O salsa, maybe it just, it has a little psychological extra kick at, at that situation. That's my theory. I have to say, I had a, I mean, similar-ish moment. I So I, like many British Columbians, love a triple O burger and love triple O sauce. And depending on what time my sailing is, I'm occasionally that person who rushes in line to get a triple O burger. And my first ferry sailing after they opened things up during the pandemic, that first wave. So this is probably like, I don't know, a couple months. I can't remember what it was. It felt like forever. Maybe it had been a few months. 
a friend and I were going to see my mom, got on the ferry, did the whole thing, run up, get your burger, and then run outside to find your, claim your spot on the life jacket containers, you know, where you Mm -hmm. sit with your feet up. And it was amazing. (laughs) And it was, and then a couple months ago, I did it again. And I thought, why did I do this? This triple O burger craving has not been satisfied. So... (sighs) I mean, like many things, right? It depends on the situation, the mood. Yeah. One thing that also depends on what ferry you're on is how you get around them. I don't know if you've thought this much about it, but the different ferries, you know, you got your coastal class, you got your spirits, you got your salishes. They're all <laughs> organized differently. But the thing that drives me crazy is because I don't go often enough, I don't have them all mapped out in my head. So the mm. first thing I do when I get on the ferry, after I check my little symbol to see, okay, if, if I'm on the car, did I park at seal end or starfish end or whatever, <laughs> is like what deck do I get outside on? Is yeah. it five? Is it six? Is it seven? Depends on the fairies, right? Right. So you got to go looking for the signs. This is where Heather comes back because Heather Hutchinson, who we just heard from about the salsa, is blind. And it had never occurred to me before that I rely very heavily on visual cues on the Totally. Fairy. So I asked her, how does she do it? Is there Braille on the signs? Unfortunately, no. There hasn't really been any braille signage that I've ever found on the boats that I've been on. It is something that I would love for them to add because it can be really confusing. And I have this like sort of irrational fear that one day I'm not going to be able to find the exit and then I'm going to like stay on the ferry and it's going to turn around and I'm going to end up where I started. So braille signage would be amazing. I would love to see more of that on the ferries. So how do you navigate your way then? Do you just, I mean, I guess you go to the cafeteria by the smell or you've been on ferries enough, you kind of got it memorized in your brain? Pretty much, yeah. The smell helps and then just memorizing. But it's it's a little bit confusing because all the boats are different. So you need to know which boat you're getting on to. And hopefully you've been on that boat enough to remember where you're going. And then to get off, if I'm walked on by myself, then I usually just try and follow the crowd and line up at the door, which isn't a given because I've been in situations where the sighted people have gone to the wrong door. So (laughs) you never know. (laughs) But that's my strategy, I guess. Oh my God. There's so much to unpacking what Heather was just talking about. First of all, I completely relate to the nightmare of never (laughs) escaping the ferry. Like this eternal loop where I just, oh man, I didn't get out, get didn't get out in time, didn't find the right exit, and to hear Heather being like, yeah, I just kind of have to smell and memorize my way through a ferry because I, I can't see the signage and I, I there's no braille. I just feel like, oh my gosh, that's a big oversight. Yeah, and you know, I must admit, I I think I. I never, honestly, never thought about it. If you'd asked me, I would have been like, oh, yeah, sure, there must be Braille. I did check in with BC Ferries. Mm. They do say that there is Braille on select vessels between the uh, Metro Vancouver and Vancouver Island routes. They didn't give me specific details on that. But they did say that all new vessels will have Braille on board and that they're working to add Braille to existing uh, wayfinding signage, as they pointed out, and mm. bathroom signs as well. So it sounds like Braille is coming. And we do know that there are new ferries coming. BC Ferries has made several announcements over the past few months about plans to uh, add or replace ferries on a couple of different routes. And that might have people wondering if with the new vessels, they will finally solve one of the big problems people have with ferries. The Wi-Fi, something that ferries has tried to figure out, didn't really work. I think they maybe just have given up for a while. 
But with these new fairies coming, maybe, maybe there's a glimmer. Is there hope? So actually, a colleague of ours also wanted to dig into this mm-hmm. recently. Like why? Is this rocket like, science? Exactly. Because he was speaking with some naval architects, in fact, about building the new ferries. Okay. And was like, come on, like, is this not a problem they can solve? Here's what they had to say. <laughs> I, I see we, no reason that it couldn't. <laughs> I, I, I'm chuckling as well. The, the Wi-Fi is technically not necessarily, well, it's partially a, a, a uh, you know what the what the ship looks like, but uh, there are other other players involved uh, as well. <laughs> it is actually a, a pretty challenging problem yeah. because ships are made of steel, and the steel bulkheads all block the signals. So it, it is a challenge to to get Wi-Fi to work properly on ships. That was John Mickelson and Dan McGreer, naval mm. architects at UBC. So saying, you know, it is legitimately a challenge to get Wi-Fi on ships sometimes, but they don't see any reason why it couldn't be on the new ships. Okay. So there's still hope. There's still hope. I haven't asked BC Ferries for like a statement about Wi-Fi. <laughs> but there's still hope. There's there's still possibilities. There's still possibilities. And you know what? This is not going to be the only time we ever talk about ferries on this podcast. <laughs> but thank you for joining me for this conversation on our very first episode of This is Vancouver Island. Hey, no problem, Catherine. That's it for the first episode of This is Vancouver Island, a brand new podcast from CBC Victoria. It was produced this week by Jean Paitko and by me, Catherine Marlowe. Thanks to Rohit Joseph, who came with me for the ferry journey. And thanks to everyone for listening. You can find a new episode of This is Vancouver Island every Tuesday on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.